this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party said goodbye to the world below, for the time being at least, farewell to their friends in the Enclave, and hello to the open ocean uh, sky. <laughs> <laughs> it seems Books had more than just ship stabilizers in mind when she said she'd upgrade Bria's demise, so our adventures are flying their way to the southern island on their new airship. Will flying hundreds of feet in the air be a more pleasant method of travel for Bria? Or will turbulence end up being an equally upsetting, albeit different, struggle? And who's going to be the first to fall off the ship? Because let's be honest, we all know that's going to happen at some point or another. Anyway, let's find (laughs) out. Hey, y'all. Hello. So here's the thing about turbulence. Um, Okay. You can't see it coming, and that's why it's worse. If I'm on a ship, oh, I can see the waves coming so I can prepare. Somebody told me at one point, which actually helped me to fly a little bit better, like when you're in a car, you're constantly experiencing turbulence. Like it's constantly up and down and up and down, but you can see it. And so your brain is like, I know what's happening here. Whereas when you're in a plane, that's not the case. Also, fiery death, scary death, no control, death box, plane. There are what? people you that just, have survived You just started saying random crashes. words together. <laughs> I just adding death. Fiery death, random box car, <laughs> <everything>. train. <laughs> to everything. I also just really feel like that is quite the generalization, that being able to see the waves makes it okay, because I feel like there is a limit to that, and it like once you cross that threshold... Seeing that wave makes it so much worse. It's oh, I want to be clear that like I've been on two ships in my whole life, so like I don't really know, but I just am assuming. <laughs> I mean, the general cure is you if you're on a boat, a small boat, not a cruise liner, but if you're on a small boat and someone gets seasick, you just toss them into the ocean and it resets them because they're actually in the water. This I learned oh. from my scuba diving boyfriend. <laughs> Stupid That's diving boyfriend? <laughs> Scuba diving boyfriend. Like a coin into a fountain. I was like, how dare you speak to, about him that way? I'm going to rent a boat. I'm going to bring you out with and, me. We're going to see what happens. And toss her in. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm fine with that. You want to toss me in? I can swim. I, um, but I also you, had another. Not if the boat is oh, moving. Someone gets seasick and you're like, God damn it. You got vomit on my shoes. You're out of here. And then you <laughs> Um, no, I mean, but if you're stationary and you're getting ready for a dive and someone gets seasick, you just toss them in the water. Say here. You added a lot of qualifiers that made yeah. that way less funny that second yeah. time. Mm. <laughs> I mean, or if you want to just have a reason to toss people overboard, I'm fine with that as well. Thank you. That's what I needed. My throat is tight right now thinking about this. <laughs> I actually, I have a little bit going backwards. Um, he actually oh knew someone... Uh, that had survived three separate helicopter crashes. Why are so we talking about You can about survive this? these things. Specifically helicopter? Specifically helicopters. Why do you get back in well, the helicopter? He's a pilot for books. Oh, he's a pilot. And books tested. Is... Yeah. Don't try to wrap this up. We have so much more to talk about. All right. Go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> what else we got? Um... I was going to say, oh, I wanted to clarify about this eye patch thing. So because I have the feeling that there is someone that was listening that was like, wait a second, not quite what it is, because I actually know. So the thing was, is that pirates would go in and out of the ship and it's dark inside of the ship and it's light outside of the ship. So you have the eye patch to keep it dark here and light here. So then you would switch the eye. You'd have it. So then you when you would go back into the ship, you would switch the eye patch so that then your eye that was under the eye patch is used to the dark. It now, actually works. I will say that is different than the explanation you gave in the previous episode. You know what episode. though? It doesn't matter because oh. that's why I wanted to clarify. It doesn't matter because I got the fucking advantage anyways. So uh, that's, oh, I guess that's true. Creative storytelling and if DM doesn't know something, it doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> Anti-inspiration. I will call for some <laughs> role with disadvantage just cause. Anti-inspiration. Did any Anyone else see Taryn get like, like really, really excited, like seven year old kid yes, telling you this it. really cool story about this? And but but no, but then you know you do it this way and you do that, and it's it, it's great. <laughs> I was gonna say that was one of the moments where I was like, dang, if only this were a video and audio medium. Yeah, that was some A plus hand acting. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it really was. Hey, you know what else is A plus? 
our music cue. Yay! (laughs) All right. So, last week, uh, you all traveled back to the shore where you last saw Bria's demise. You got aboard a seemingly normal, if if patched up, uh, uh, cruise liner? No. uh, Boat. And... Uh, Sniv piloted it away from the shore, and then panels opened up and the ship began to fly. And you all are on your way on this flying airship. Uh, <laughs> south, west, southwest, really, because you need to go sort of to the west and then veer south a bit to get to the to the southern island. I have a map. I got nope, it. I did that backwards. So, whatever, you're going southwest. South, southwest. Uh, no. <laughs> yes. It does seem like, so the operation of this ship, uh, Sniv has obviously been sort of primed on it, uh, but it is very different and, and sort of, uh, at least in this moment of, of sort of calm sky sailing. Uh, flying, <laughs> otherwise known as. Flying, that's That's the word. The word. <laughs> There's the light bulb. Can we still use the oars? Because then it's sky sailing. Because then it's like we're sailing through. Scaling? Okay. Ooh, scaling, interesting. Sky scaling. Sky. I don't like it. If, Go back if to sky Bizdira sailing. If is scaling the side of the ship, then it's sky <gasps> She's scaling. Sky scaling. scaling. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the idea about the oars. So I suppose uh, there might be some use for them. Uh, but when things are calm uh, and there's you know a favorable wind, as it were, uh, and and bright sunny skies with a few clouds, uh, Sniv is actually able to to captain the ship to pilot the ship. I don't know what word to use now because it's still a boat, but it's in the air. He's a pilot. By, by himself, pretty much. Uh, you know, before there were little things that he would need to call out for you all to, you know, trim the sails, this and that. But it seems like uh, the magic and the way that it flies has sort of simplified things, at least in good weather. So that means y'all have time. Ooh. Please tell me about your first day flying in an airship across this endless expanse, of seemingly endless expanse of ocean. Oh, I know what Bizdira's doing. She is at the front of the ship with her freaking cloak, like, <laughs> billowing out behind her, pretending that she's flying. Yes. 100%. Yes. Uh, and then Flick is gonna actually fly on his broom, just hovering just, like, two feet above the deck right next to her, being, like, <laughs> like friends at the, yes. at the the helm of the ship. <laughs> and then Kit is going to wild shape into a bird, and fly next to them Fun as an friends. actual bird. Yes. And then Bria is going to be crying inside of the ship. <laughs> um, I, I legitimately don't really want to use my wings for this. Is there a crow's nest? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. Okay, so maybe I'll climb up to the crow's nest. Um, and I think we maybe have created something with the rope that's like, it's like a, a dog outside where like I'm always connected to the mast. Tethered. Yeah, I've got a tether. So, but then I can climb up and then I'm in the crow's nest. So I'll pretend to fly up there because I also have a billowy cape, but then I'm safe because I'm connected to the mast. I, I love this Very image funny. of bria slash taryn who's terrified of anything moving being totally okay with not only moving but also being higher than all of us on this ship i feel like higher only means so much when you're already hundreds of feet above the ocean yeah and i'm this way i feel like i'm surrounded like i feel like it's up to like my chest level or maybe like a little bit lower so like i'm in a basket i'm safer in there it's like it's a cocoon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fair, <laughs> fair. Mm-hmm. You like padded it with pillows and blankets. It's the bottom of, of a matryoshka doll. That's not what those are. Oh, called. oh. Mish- <laughs> ma- what are they called? Nesting dolls. I don't. I don't Nest- think I know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. You can call them nesting dolls, but they're they're something else. But you can call them nesting dolls. Mm-hmm. Great. That anyway. All right. I love that. That is where you all are, and you are just enjoying it. And you know what? I'm gonna let you all enjoy it. This first day is beautiful. Relatively smooth sailing through the sky, also known as flying. We eat some cheese. Can we have a little picnic? And I think that a pan flute is the perfect instrument to create some sailing music and have some band practice. Oh yeah, band practice. But also, um, maybe like catching up with Sniv as well. I think we haven't seen him in a Eh. while, and we would want to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Steve is happy to, to chat with you all and catch up. Um, he hasn't done a whole lot because, um, you know, he was arrested pretty quickly 
because uh, he was with... Uh, so he, he does tell you this story, at least, uh, that he was with Mox up above the surface, uh, and Mox got word that, you know, the evacuation had gone pretty well, uh, and so they were recalled to, to you know, come to a planning session uh, with you all about what to do next, and Sniv sort of, you know, thought, I, 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 I certainly don't, you know, I spent my whole life down in the, in the tunnels and under the ground back on back on my home island, but I'll suppose I'll come and see what you all have done with yours. And so then he just happened to be there with Mox as Mox, like, came into the tunnels below and was immediately arrested. So yeah, that's Sniv's story. He didn't really get to see much. <laughs> Bad timing. And he says, uh, but I imagine that you all have been up to much, much more. Yes. <laughs> I feel like he's probably caught up on our story yeah, at this uh, point. He was there at the the voting, right? Was he? Yeah. Oh, he was there yeah. for that. Yeah. He he was not there for all of your adventures with the people you met. But he was there when we talked to like Octavia, right? Um, what did, what did Sniv think of our performance in the trial? Does he think that we were cheated? Yeah. Did, would he give us an A plus? <laughs> <laughs> Sniv. Well, so Sniv. Uh, Sniv actually is is fairly self aware, uh, and he says, uh, you know, I I. Your arguments were very compelling, but I have to admit I feel like I am a bit biased, being as I came from the first society that you all came and helped uh, to progress and advance. Or at least that's how I see it. But uh, So I, I, uh, I feel like I've got a unique point of view about the whole thing, but I thought you did very well. We Why really should we have called Sniv him as a yeah, say. yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Like, this is someone who I was, was ready. I had a whole motivational speech. Don't tell about me that. What Don't we've done <laughs> in that? No, all right. Well, never can we mind. retcon? Go back to the trial. <laughs> yeah, can we? Can we retcon the whole no. trial? Is the that, answer is no. We'll fail even more because we'll be trying even <laughs> harder. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. Anything else we should? I mean, anything? Oh, you wanted to have band practice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was it my face that gave it away? Uh-huh. All right, so band practice. So, Flick, you are playing your pan flute, which I do have to agree, this feels like the perfect setting mm-hmm. for some pan flute playing. Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, what does this song sound like? Ugh. Um, <laughs> it's light and airy because uh, of the circumstances. So we're going mm-hmm. with... Um, He always closes his eyes. It's the head tilt for me. (laughs) And kind of looks like he's making out with the mic. (laughs) That mic is getting some action. (laughs) Gracious. Do you want some privacy? (laughs) Oh, good job, Flick. That was Thanks. beautiful. That was so sensual. <laughs> he was. I'm not, I'm not listening to any of you. Uh, he 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 ebbed and flowed with the turbulence of the ship as it went. There, you know, it kind of soaring through the oh, air. There was oh, no turbulence. There's a storm cloud. There's a storm cloud coming up. It's gonna get bumpy. Okay, that's and enough. This was fun, but I want yeah. the rest of you. <laughs> 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 like it's really stressful. Oh my god! Oh my god! Bria Here it comes! Here it comes! Here it comes! Yeah, it, <laughs> oh my god! All right, the rest of you should probably participate in this band practice. I cannot. Uh, what are the? How are the rest? What are the rest of you doing? Playing? Oh, Where are you? No. Tell me about what's happening. It's not good. That's for sure. Wait, hold on. We have three successful band practices. At what point do we get whatever mysterious bonus is it? Do we start to get advantage costumes? I, not, I will let you know, and the answer is not quite yet, but soon, okay. probably, unless you all, you know. Not for me today. All right. So, Flick, what did your flute performance, pan flute performance, uh, net us with your performance check? Well, I have to say that um, my particular performance today does not uh, reflect what I rolled on my die. Um, I rolled a natural one. <laughs> so God. I, um, uh, I... Flick, I need you to I make me a dexterity No, 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 no. That's throw, exactly please. what I was going to say. Please don't make me do that. I just, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. If you make me drop my pamphlet, I'm going to be so pissed. Okay. Okay. We have don't panic. Fall. Guys, don't panic. Y'all, don't, don't. It's a 15. <laughs> it's a 15. Okay. 
just a dex save, I right? I think a 15 is enough that you... Yeah, save, yeah. I think a 15 is enough that it is going over the edge, but you manage to grab it before you have to go over with it. Uh, I think you're on your broom, and you're sort of, like, hanging on to the broom. Yeah, that... But um, you do manage to catch the pan flute. Yeah, he'll... Saved it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go over to Kit. Uh, yeah, uh... Kit didn't do much better. I think that she was trying out something new. I think she was still a bird. And she was trying to do some, like, bird song. But she's never done that before. And so it was a two. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) She was trying to do some bird song. But she had turned into a seagull because you're over the ocean. Mm -hmm. So she just was screaming, Mine! Mine? 100%. Mine? Mine? <laughs> and there's like I pitch variation to it, so it's like weird, kind of. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It's very funny, Kit. Very, very good. Bria? Um, well, Bria's doing great, apparently. Um, <laughs> I rolled a six. Uh, you are doing great, relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah. so I, do, I, do, I think that, um, <clears throat> you know, the spoons are just a little bit shaky because I'm not happy with where I'm at. And then I'm screaming too, and that's kind of messing up Kit, and that's just the whole thing. <laughs> Bizdira? <laughs> Bizdira is very distracted by all of this. So she keeps kind of starting, and but she can't really get a rhythm. Oh, no. <laughs> she rolled an eight. You guys! <laughs> you, know what, you know what I love? We are in sync. Yeah, we're not the Backstreet Boys. We're in sync. <laughs> I do, oh. Karen loved that. Karen loved, Karen that loved was it. my favorite joke we've ever made on this podcast. The end. I don't think I've ever heard you laugh like that at anything. <laughs> so good. Oh, I can't wait to edit this because I love. I love. When we're when I'm editing, I love when I get to a part that we that someone says something funny and we all laugh. It's just delightful to look at. <laughs> like it is the visual representation of our joy, and it makes me very happy. That's so poetic. I know, right? I didn't actually intend for it to be like all weird like that, but it's true. Like I get excited when I see those chunks of audio coming up because I'm like, oh, we're all gonna be happy. Ward. I was doing backup background music for you. That uh, this like sweet moment. We have. I spend dozens of minutes, if not hours, putting background music you in can, these episodes. Just well, I'm provide. I'm I'm doing a little bit of the work. You you need a break. But putting a break in the music that I've got playing just is more work, though. No, 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 no. It's not cool. So band practice is. Very bad. Band practice yeah. is not good. Um, Can you have Sniv roll? I just want to know if he like maybe hums along and he's really good. Do you want him to participate? Yeah. All right. I can do that. I have. I have a. He, I mean, he's not proficient in performance, but I have a charisma score for him, so sure. <laughs> you got a five. Oh, <laughs> okay, great. Again, in sync. Okay, um, yes. Which, in his defense, uh, you all have not exactly laid down an easy rhythm to leap into. <laughs> Um, no. Don't just blame this on the rhythm section, okay? <laughs> I feel like he really wants to join in, and every time he thinks he's got it, he's like, oh, okay, no, no, wait, I gotta, okay. I and then like he, and then he get, gathers feel. up the courage, and he's like, hmm, oh, nope, that's that's not it. <laughs> nope, nope, they still, oh, oh, oh. Let's go ahead and say that band practice was so bad that you all just sort of were like, you know what? It's been a lovely day, and uh, we're gonna just uh, call it a day. We're going to head to our bunks. Uh, it's all going to be good. So we're going to go to the next day. Hey, Bizdira. Yes. Roll me a D20, please. Yes. I feel like you started with her last time, too. Do you need some background music for your roll or no? You good? Sure do not. It's a nine. Oh. A nine. All right. So the second day uh, is much the same as the first. Uh, clear skies. Uh, you, you all get a few uh, ocean f- birds uh, following you, flying along with you. It's sort of the sky version of, you know, like the dolphins swimming alongside you. Hmm. Um, and so perhaps I think we like did that. that. And I think Kit like yeah. s- swam with them. So maybe she flies with these. 100%. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, I love it. But you're now well out of sight of any land. You know, yesterday you could still sort of see some of the trees like way in the distance from the eastern island. Uh, And before, you know, you really, before Sniv started turning sort of southwest, you all were just heading straight west. And so you could at one point like maybe see the very shoreline of the central 
land mass. I don't know what we're calling it. It's an island also, but it's way bigger. Anyway. Um, Is but it now bigger? today, oh yes, it's much bigger. Have you seen oh, our logo? I'm, I'm going to need to redraw. <laughs> okay. the, Here's our logo if you want to cen- see it. The center. Oh, look at that. Beautiful. You know, I never realized it was bigger. I just thought it was always bigger because we had to fit the die in there. So I I literally drew it as smaller. So this is great to know. Thank you. I think I found, fun fact, I was looking through photos the other day and I found the original photo that we took of the mock-up, which was literally us drawing that on a piece of paper with a actual D20 in the center that like however many years ago that I was over at. Eugenio's house, and we we were like, we want it to be something like this, and he just like drew that, and I was like, oh, with a die in the middle, like that, (laughs) like, so stupid. (laughs) um, Look to our Instagram, I'll probably post it, it'll be nice. Okay, great. Anyway, but today, there is, uh, since the moment that the sun rose, there is just no land in sight, you all are well out into the ocean. You're definitely traveling quickly, Uh, there's a lot of wind. It's sort of hard to tell, though, unless you look down, which I think some of you would be more willing to do than others, uh, and really just see how much of the ocean you are covering from moment to moment. You are, you're flying quite quickly, quite quickly, and you're well out at sea. But other than that, no real changes for day two. Kit, give me a d20 for day three, please. Mm. Do we think high numbers or low numbers are better? <laughs> roll a nine, because we know that's safe. Low, low, low. Just roll a nine again. Yeah. Just be very specific. <gasps> I did roll a nine again. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, today a nine means... No, it means that it's a perfectly lovely day. Um, that's very funny. Yay. Uh, somebody tell me some just one, and it doesn't even have to be your character, but something interesting that happens on this day of our sky travel. I would love for the ship, like with Bria in the crow's nest, to uh-huh. like be going along, and you know, birds are flying along with us, but one of them doesn't realize how fast we're going and smacks Bria in the face. Excuse me, I will nest. roll for this. You can roll a dexterity save, Bria. This is very funny. It's a 23. Okay, so you barely miss it, but barely. you're like, oh, that's God. a 23. <laughs> so you see, okay, so you see, Bria, you're up in the crow's nest, and you see this, this bird, this seagull, coming sort of, flying sort of perpendicular to the ship, and as, as the two sort of lines of flight get closer and closer together, you very quickly realize that this bird, for whatever reason, does not realize that it is on a crash course for your head. Uh, so you have a very good dexterity save, so it's not going to hit you. What Do you do anything, though? Um, yeah, I'm going to... Well, you might want to roll to make sure you don't crit. Crit for what? To hit you? No, I don't want to... I mean, I do a little bit want to <laughs> hit you, but, like, the bird doesn't want to hit you. Um, I didn't crit. Okay, so then I'm going to duck, and I think that the bird um, becomes a dart and hits the mast. And, and sticks in the mast. It was a woodpecker sticks. then. Okay, it sticks... <laughs> And now it's my friend. So I'm going to take it down. Now, hold on. I'm going to have Kit talk to it, okay? Animal handling. Animal handling. Okay, I'll roll my animal handling, but I'm yelling, like, Kit, Kit, come help, come help. All right, roll your animal handling. Oh, Oh, how about what? Did you roll on that one? Did you roll on that one? I dropped the bird. Well, luckily it can fly. So so. you drop the, right, exactly. You drop the bird. It squawks. It starts flying again. It circles its way up the mast, poops on your head, and flies (laughs) Yes! And uh, I jump into the ocean. Uh, No, I ask Flick for the little cleaning thing, the little cleaning robot. Oh, yeah, you got it. Oh, yes. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the day inside. But okay. All the rest of the day inside. I know, cleaning robot. It's a stone. Bria. <laughs> I thought it was a robot. <laughs> no, it's not a robot. <laughs> it turns out it's that Taryn has been playing a completely different game, game. than the rest of yeah. us for years. Well, there was a robot that one time. We never figured out what yeah. it did. Yeah. I, I pictured this tiny little robot, like the, the little vacuum guy that would like go over our bodies and like clean us up. Like that's what I, I feel was like it's like, I feel like it's all melding like together Wally. in your mind. But it was just this circular stone. That's why we need the Google Doc. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. That fight is clearly not over just because we're tired. 
Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be mellifluous if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, which we have just been added to, or wherever else you get our podcast from, and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We, of course, want to remind all of you about our Patreon page. As usual, go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more. Speaking of much, much more, just a few days ago, our patrons received exclusive behind-the-scenes audio of the cast reading a text message thread that they had off-air with their ideas about what's going on in the campaign. And then yesterday, they received today's episode a whole day early, so lots of good stuff if you want to join our Patreon. Of course, in addition to all the cool things that you get, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on the program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page, but right now we want to take a moment to recognize some of the awesome patrons that make all of this possible and thank them for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member Matthew Allen, to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty, and since it's the end of the month, we also want to shout out our Shimmerscale council members. Nat Rose, Tony Aelis, The Geekery, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Sam Ellis, Rob Murphy, Aaron Stevens, Kelsey G, Jay Sprig, Gordon Ross, Tyree Pace, and this month's new Shimmer Scale Council member, Sam Rodman. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Quick reminder about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Check out Idle Champions on just about any gaming platform, and when you do, be sure to use the gold chest code that you can find in our episode notes each week for some free loot. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music that you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, of course, you can also check out the episode notes to find track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their incredible support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Another brief reminder about the TLR Merch Store. You can go to bit.ly slash TLR Merch to check out the t-shirts, buttons, drink koozies, and perhaps more seasonally appropriate sweatshirts that we have available. And once you get your items, be sure to take pictures and tag us on social media so we can see how awesome awesome you look with your TLR notebook or sweatshirt. Our most recent merch pick was from our Herald of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, whose profile pic on Twitter features him wearing one of our shirts. We love it. Shimmy Gangot, thank you for your support and for repping the show. We want to say a huge congratulations to the winners of our belated third anniversary giveaway, Ilana Knight 13, James Klontz, Timothy Camplin, and Jen Geringer. I apologize if I mispronounced any of those. I just got the list myself. Anyway, of course, an even huger thank you to all of you who shared those three amazing pieces of art and sent love to those incredible artists. Every year, our anniversary is a chance for us to recognize and thank our amazing, talented, wonderful, supportive community of listeners in new fun ways, and this year was no exception. Thank you so much for celebrating with us, and here's to many more anniversaries in the future. Finally this week, a personal plug. I wanted to take a moment to remind all of you that Into the Motherlands, a brand new sci-fi show and setting primed by the Cortex game system and developed by an all-black and POC team, premieres this coming Sunday, October 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash cypheroftear. Now, I've helped in the development of the game and the setting alongside creative director Tanya DePass and lead developer 
B. Dave Walters, and I'm going to be the storyteller, which is what we call our GM, for the stream game with players Tanya DePass, Christina Ariel, DJ Knight, and Michael Sinclair. It's going to be an amazing ride, and I really hope that you all will join us. Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash cypher of tier, link in the episode notes. See you there. All right, I think that's all the announcements that I've got for you at this point. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and happy gaming, y'all. All right, great. I love this. Day, what is this? Day four? Day three. This is day three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We are Wait, now on no. First day was yes. bad practice. Yes. So next practice is day two. Wait, Correct. yes. Yes. Hey, Flick, give me that D20 goodness. Okay. Still a nine. That's a 13. Okay, so uh, today, uh, clouds begin to roll in. It doesn't look like a full-on, like, storm, uh, but you can see they're just really big, fluffy white clouds. So uh, not inclement weather, but you all are going to have to fly through them, and that will both create uh, more turbulence than you're used to, and also you're flying through a cloud on a ship for the water, so it's not really enclosed, so things are going to get very wet and chilly. How are you all spending this day? (laughs) I walk out from the day before, look around, nope, and then I go back inside. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. I think inside. Yeah, that's fine. Sniv is fine with that. He just asks that, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna go ahead and tie himself to the rut, to the tiller. He doesn't expect anything will be that bad, but if you all are gonna be inside, he just wants to be extra sure. Does he have a feather fall token as well? He does also have one, but he doesn't want to, like, fall off and then use it and he would be fine, but then the ship would be pilotless. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. until one of you all came out and noticed. Right. I feel like we should go out on occasion and just check in on him, like, have a rotating that. That's what I was going to say. I was actually going to say that I think Kit would be happy to hang out with Sniv because I can wild shape into like an animal that will be fine in the water. Or oh, great. In the cold slash damp, whatever. Great. I love that. You can transform into a polar bear. That's I was going to say a polar thinking. bear too. <laughs> <laughs> but a polar bear would be really big and heavy. I was thinking so like a duck. All of you were thinking polar bear. Because she I said would, I was not cold thinking polar bear. and wet. Yeah, cold and, and wet. And I want to be and like so- heavy so I don't go over the side of the ship and I can like snatch sniv in my mouth if I need to. Very gently. We've established that I have practice doing this. Yes. You do. <laughs> what about a giant penguin? <laughs> Can't fly. Well, neither can a polar bear. So she has featherfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she has her wings. But I, I was about to say, if she activates her wings, then it is a flying polar bear. That's true. Or I could just be a giant octopus and have one arm around Sniv mm, mm-hmm, and then the rest mm-hmm. of my tentacles on the I sort of like that. I kind of like that. All right. If anyone, also, if anyone sees the ship on this day, they're going to think it's some, like, Kraken aberration mm-hmm. Cthulhu monster. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Amazing. Next day, Miss Bria, please give me a d20 roll. It's a two. Um, so. Two is so close to nine. Two is two is close to nine. You're right. Sorry. I'm looking at actually my calendar because there is a full moon coming up and I think it's today. No. Uh-huh. Um, cool. So this day starts with the sky just sort of a beautiful bright, vibrant red color. And Sniv comes to you all and sort of says, well, mateys, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Was there a gender reveal party? Is the... (laughs) So dark. That is only ever bad news, Bristira. The good news is that uh, the way, the time we've been making, we should be able to get to the southern island by... Hopefully midday tomorrow, end of tomorrow at the latest. The bad news is, uh, <clears throat> I don't really know how this applies to uh, sailing the skies, but uh, the saying on the ocean is always that a red sky in the morning is a sailor's warning. Mm-hmm. So um, you may want to stay inside the cabin again today, Bria. We might be in for a bit of a squall later. Is this a situation where we're gonna need to be helpful? I don't know how this is, because before it was like we all had stations we had a man and... Yeah, he actually, to be honest, is not entirely sure either, because uh, you know, books gave him a rundown of, of what she did and how to sort of pilot the ship in the sky, but I, I mean... This could be anything from, like, the magic will keep you fairly steady and you'll just sail straight through it, to the magic will become very confused in a storm and you all will suddenly be flying upside down. Like, he has no idea. 
<laughs> so sorry. I just broke Bria. He has no real idea what it's going to look like. Do we feel safer going into the ocean to be prepared for that or flying a little lower? Yes. No. Asking the collection of people here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm down for flying a little lower. Yeah. Um, unless that's unless going over. I don't know. I'm not that good of a pilot. The storm system. That's what they do, right? They go over. Do they go over or under? Over. It depends on the system. Kit, did you have something? Yeah. On like a different train of thought. Um, do we know that it's the full moon? Uh, oh, almost certainly. I, I am very bad about reminding you all about <laughs> it, but I can't imagine that after th- almost three years in this world, at least one of you would not be very carefully tracking the moon mm-hmm. cycles. Great. And do we know from past experience whether magics that we cast on other objects act wonky during the full moon? Oh, interesting question. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you you mean? Like, is the ship gonna suddenly stop working? Is that the question? Yes. Or yeah. the featherfall uh, tokens? So you're probably okay on magic items. The days that magic items, including like the all powerful keys, right? The days that those become wonky are the equinoxes and the solstices. Regular full moons usually just affect the magic that you all cast in the moment, but permanent magic, and in your experience, is not really affected, which was a question that Robert also asked as we were planning today, and I had to go up and look and make sure that was true, and that is true. <laughs> I feel like the... Um... This is going to be very much a crapshoot. Like, we'll see what happens. Like, we'll, if it's, if things get, start getting choppy in the air, it might be better to get back on the water where we have a little bit more comfort. I mean, then the seas are going to be bad as well. I think the air is probably the better choice. Yeah. The other question is, like, if we try to fly over it, how high can this thing fly? Can it fly at 3,000 feet? That is a question that Sniv does not know the answer to, but oh. would be delighted to find out. <laughs> is there a way to for us to contact? Can we do the sending stone thing oh, yeah. to have contact we been doing Atavia? That? Oh, uh, it's up to you all if you have. I mean, honestly, there hasn't been a ton to report on either end yet. So Octavia may have checked in, you know, after the first day, just because she said that she would. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and you know, sort of said, if there's nothing to report on either end, like, don't feel right. like we have to talk every day. But you certainly could. But would Octavia be near books at all to get an answer to that question? Octavia was going back to the last refuge and books and ox were going to be staying on the eastern island. But again, I mean, Octavia is sort of... uh... Don't tell her I said this, but she is sort of like the operator station. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. the one that can cast spending and sending and, like, is a powerful mage who has lots of spell slots. So, uh... I, I love that you said, don't tell her I said this, when you're the one that is Octavia. <laughs> you are her. I said that and truly, like, didn't think it through. It just came out my mouth. I loved so it. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I didn't question I bought it. I was buying what you were selling. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it'll take a little while, but Sniv has given you probably ample warning by coming to you first thing in the morning about this. So if you want to do like a little message relay uh, with uh, through Octavia to books uh, to ask what, like what's the altitude limit for this ship? Is that the idea? Yeah. Like we're coming upon the storm. Should we try to fly over it? Do you think the ship can go that high? When's it going to break? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a little while because uh, there's multiple stops on this fun little telephone journey. And uh, the message comes back from books uh, that black pepper is best for chicken. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> also, no. Bullshit. Let's no. go some garlic I or just something. said words. I don't know. I said telephone and there was a gag there and none of you liked it. So. I liked uh, it. Event- <laughs> Thank you, Kit. Uh, so word comes back from books. Uh, basically, the ship will, you all will top out at your altitude limit long before the ship does. Okay, okay cool. Uh, uh-huh. So you're you're perfectly fine to go and try and fly above the storm. She also just sort of says that she reinforced parts of the ship so that it could handle uh, a storm in the air. Uh, she does say that you want to just sort of keep an eye and make sure that nothing uh, messes with the panels uh, that opened up when you all took off. There, nothing really came out of them, but you can, any, well, all of you, because all of you have some connection to magic or another, can just feel that there is magical energy coming out from them. Uh, and you've seen, like, you have, you've all over the last few days watched birds that, like, come near the ship. Like, 
subconsciously or not, they all avoid sort of this radius around those openings in the hull. So she just sort of says, you know, keep an eye on those. Make sure that, you know, if anything does happen either to the ship or if there are other, you know, if birds are around or anything else, that nothing sort of physical gets, nothing physical and too big gets near those openings. Uh, but other than that, she seems confident that the ship itself will will hold together just fine. And to be clear, the panels, those are the openings, they're invisible? Are they visible? I think I'm unclear on that. So they were really well hidden in the hull of the ship, but once you all, they opened uh, when you all took off, and they've been open since okay. then. So you okay, can okay. just sort of see, like, there are occasional, it's pretty dark, but there are occasional, like, flashes of, of magical energy in there. Uh but they've been open since you all took off. Okay, cool. So we can see them. We're aware of where they, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yes. Good. So um, Biz is cool staying on the deck for the okay. storm and, like, tying herself down and just kind of possibly taking control over one side to make sure that things go okay and, like, making sure the oars are tied down as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. hold it. I okay. uh, I mean I know that Kit has an outrageous perception, but I also have uh, I'm pretty perceptive, so I'm also okay. cool with being up in the crow's nest just to like look out for things. But whatever is most okay. useful, I mean that's that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking that it would make sense for those of us that can fly to be on either side of the ship, so that if something mm-hmm. does come at either side, we're able to oh, leave the ship too. To protect it. Okay. And, and I mean... I've got Mage Hand, too, that I can do some stuff with if we need to, to keep us... I, I don't think any of us are going to hang out inside. We're all going to... Right? Okay. It yeah. Sounds yeah, that's like, great. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Bizdira, let's say that you uh, sort of are on deck on the starboard side, uh, keeping an eye out, watching... Uh, you being on deck, you have, you know, one sort of view of the opening in the hull on the starboard side of the ship. You've checked the oars. You're just keeping an eye there. Uh, Kit and Flick, you two are flying. Is that the plan? On the That's sides fine. of, like, off the deck on the sides? Mm-hmm. Sure. Which one of you wants to be on the side with Bizdira on the starboard side? Me. Okay, great. So Flick is over on starboard. That means Kit is on port. And Bria, you are in the crow's nest, or do you want to take port side on deck like Bizdira is, but on the opposite side? My instinct is to be on deck and then maybe Sniv can be up there or does he Well needs somebody to be... needs to be at the tiller. Okay, yeah. so he'll do that. So yeah, I'll be I'll be I think I can maybe go back and forth or maybe Kit can be going up and down to be kind of keeping an eye. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, great. So two on deck on port and starboard, two just off the deck flying next to the ship, port and starboard, and Sniv is back at the tiller. Fantastic. Perception checks from everyone, please. I'm going giant vulture today, so I have advantage on perception. Yes, giant vulture. Beautiful. Yes, giant vulture. Kind of scary looking. Let's start with it, giant vulture. Yeah, well, let's start with the giant vulture. How'd we do? Uh, If I could do math, it would be pretty good. It's an adjusted 20. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Bizdira. Uh, Bizdira got her foot caught in the rope, and she's (laughs) focusing on that. She crit failed. Okay, Vizier is not watching. Let's see what the other person on your side is, though. Flick, how'd you do? That's a 14. All right, not bad. And Bria? I am also a 14. Okay, great. Um, so as the day goes on, you all notice uh, the sky begin to get darker. You start to see flashes of lightning in the distance, and you can just see that this is a massive storm that is brewing. Um, It does sort of seem to be coming at you all. Uh, You all are flying at this point almost exactly sort of southwest towards the southern island. This is coming sort of from almost perpendicular to you all from like the northwest, I guess, uh, coming at you from that direction. And it just is as the dark clouds are as far as you can see uh, on that part of the horizon. I have a question. Do we think that this is a natural storm or do we think that this is something created through magic coming from like the big middle island, like beast coming type thing? Let me have Kit, since you got a non-natural 20 on your check, why don't don't you make me an arcana check, please? Or a nature check, actually. I'll take either one. Great. They're both exactly the same. (laughs) Oh, well, in that case. (laughs) Only a 14. You're not sure. Uh, It is... 
It is not obviously. I, you can rule out that it is like a purely magically created storm. What you're not sure is if it is purely natural or if it is a natural storm that has somehow been enhanced by magic or is sort of being egged on by magic. It does seem like it's pretty big, right? It's covering a huge part of the horizon. But that also, like, you know, you're at a new altitude, in a new part of the globe, like, it's hard to really make a judgment call about what's natural. It's, But it is definitely not purely magically created. So, that approaches, and the good news is, you know, people on both sides of the ship rolled high enough on their perception that, you know, the exact moment that the storm hits is not going to be a surprise, so you all can secure yourselves however you need to. You can brace yourselves if you're flying and you want to maintain that. If you're on deck, you can, you know, tie down whatever it is you need to do. And the storm hits, and it is, uh, it is not pleasant. The winds come first uh, and they come at you from the starboard side. So Bizdira and Flick, you all sort of just get buffeted by this wind first. Let me have strength checks from both of you. You can both have advantage. Bizdira. 15. Okay, and Flick? A 13. Okay, both of those are, uh, I mean, you get buffeted, especially Flick, you being on the broom, you get knocked around quite a bit, but you, but you know, you've been practicing, you're able to keep your seat. Uh, Bizdira, you're able to, like, plant your feet and, and, you know, lower your center of gravity and, and you manage to weather it, but it definitely rocks the ship. I mean, Bria and uh, Kit, actually, you probably have the best of it, because you've got the ship sort of blocking you from the direct blast. Uh, Bria, you feel it as the ship begins to roll slightly to port. Uh, not, not like it's gonna tip over or anything, but, you know, it definitely, like it's gotten hit by a wave from the side, broadside. Thus, it begins to, to roll to the port, and then it just sort of goes from there. The winds whip back and forth. Uh, you can see the lightning getting closer and closer uh, by the minute uh, as the thunder uh, the thunder and lightning strikes get closer and closer together. Anything I should know about that you all are doing in preparation for the storm to hit? Taking off any pieces of jewelry that the lightning <laughs> might want to hit. I'm using only my wooden sword and shield mm-hmm, at this point mm-hmm. so that I don't. <laughs> a little Breath of the Wild humor there for those of you who've played that game. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, as the storm uh, hits... You know, as the lightning begins to sort of flash all around you, let me have uh, another set of perception checks, this time with disadvantage, although, Kit, that means that you'll just roll normally. Damn it. Uh, let's go around, starting with Bria this time. 12. Okay, and Bizdira. I crit on one of them, but I got a 9 on the other. Okay, uh, Flick. I got another 14 at disadvantage. Oh, okay, and Kit. A 7. I can't see beyond okay. the ship. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You have a great view of the side of the ship. Um, great. Uh, so the lightning strikes begin. Uh, Bizdira, make me a dexterity saving throw, please, as a lightning strike comes right onto the starboard side of the deck right near where you are. Uh, that's a 28. I crit. Oh, yes. Yes, you did. So you you have been watching and tracking these lightning strikes as they move across the sky closer and closer to the ship, and you are just ready when the sky right above you opens up and lances down with some lightning, and you just step to the side, and you see that there's a little a little mark uh, on the deck, but for the most part, it, it, you know, the ship withstood the, the strike. You Your hair maybe is a little, you know, floating up from <laughs> the static, but otherwise you're totally fine. Um, When all of a sudden Mm. the winds around you all calm just a bit, the ship is the ship is still occasionally getting buffeted by the stronger gusts, but there's not now this constant sort of whipping of wind and none of you. Oh, I should roll for Sniv. Sniv calls out to you all uh, right after the lightning strike that Bizdira avoided. Sniv calls out to you all, Ah, mateys, we've got company. And behind the ship from from the back, you all can sort of look back uh, as next to the stern of the ship is a woman in long yellow and white robes riding what appears to be a cyclone of some sort, swirling air, and she sort of rides the top of it and comes up, and you can see that these underneath these robes, uh, she is wearing plate armor that is shot Fuck. through with yellow and and is is beautifully wrought, and she smiles at you all, and she says, Ah, long have we waited. And she reaches her hand out 
to uh, sort of in y'all's general direction, and you can see the hand just light up with a bit of crackling yellow lightning. That is where we are going to leave it for this week. It's an air hag. It's an air hag. It's an air hag. Rhea is just going to be covered in tattoos of all of these different hags that we find. Yeah, all the- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out, uh, well, I would love to say to find out who this woman is, but let's be honest, they're going to try and kill her before they ask her name, so. Air hag, air hag. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Speaking of reviews, Yay! we have got a Hooray! new one. Yay! This review is from D&D Guru, and D&D Guru says, oh my gosh, y'all. I started binging two days ago, and I'm already caught up. Now, Holy I have to tell you, when I, saw th- when I saw this, That's yes, it. I know. When I saw this, I was like, let me do that math, because I'm just curious. Not that I don't necessarily believe this person, but like, I'm curious how much you would have had to listen. If we assume that by saying began two days ago, it's been essentially almost three full days, right? This is the third day of listening. And if we assume that they listened on double speed, it is in fact possible that this person went through 157 episodes in about 72 hours. Jesus. But what about sleep? d Guru, love you so much. Wow. There is, in fact, there is, in fact, more to the review. I should oh, yeah, probably keep, going. keep reading. <laughs> it's also all very complimentary, so I'm sorry that I stopped. Y'all are one of the funniest, most engaging podcasts out there. Aww. This isn't even just limited to D&D podcasts out there, but just podcasts in general. Y'all are great. <laughs> My favorite character is DM Jesse Hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the Same. idea. Fair, Thank fair. you. That's very sweet and makes me, like, makes my I am unable to take uh, compliments body uncomfortable but thank you that's very sweet <laughs> he literally I also just love the shimmied idea. his shoulders awkwardly I, did. I also love the idea of dm jazzy hands being like a character mm-hmm. that i play during these podcasts and not just I always, you I as a person <laughs> your face is in the sunshine or the moon that is just like narrating that's... like kind of like teletubbies esque but like you're just always there narrating and it's it really makes positive. sense for the moon because the moon magic stuff you know like the, the yeah, moon becomes yeah. like puppet hands when it becomes a full moon well, if you want to tell us how you see me present in every scene of this entire podcast, you can email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. Yeah, that's a good one, right? If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira, Kate, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. The next episode will hopefully be the finale of season Episode. Six. So episode. get ready. Episode. 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 The next episode. Ha 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 ha.